The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Meath's theme park, Emerald Park, is to reopen on the 25th of March after a major rebrand, formerly known as Tato Park. Emerald Park boasts two brand new junior rides as well as some surprises in the zoo section, which will be unveiled on the opening day. For more on all of this, I'm joined in studio by the general manager of Emerald Park, Charles Coyle. Charles, good morning and welcome. Well, thank you very much for having me. So, Tato Park it was, (laughs) and Tato Park it ceases to be. Explain. Yes, so... We uh, we took a long, hard decision um, last year uh, with uh, my father, Ray. We we looked at the business and we said, right, we're going to be investing 20 million euro into a whole new six and a half acre themed land tomorrow. Uh, I mean, uh, next year even, sorry. And um, there is going to be 30 million spent in total over the next five to 10 years. So we said, right, well, if we're going to do that, we need to make it viable and we need to increase our visitor numbers. So you have decided to call it Emerald Park. It could be called anything, but that's not a bad name at all. No, no. Well, we certainly think it's good. It grows yeah. on you, uh, as somebody once said to me uh, recently. But The Emerald City, the land of Oz. <laughs> there are all sorts of resonances there. Now, there's a very practical reason mm-hmm. why you would no longer call it Tato Park. Yes. Yeah, so, um, unfortunately, the Tato name is owned by a different company in the north of Ireland and the UK. So, we were never able to advertise to them. So, in order to increase our visitor numbers, we had to be called something else so we could advertise to those people north of the border and in the UK. In spite of that, though, you still got considerable numbers coming across the border. We did. We got about 20% of our guests on a yearly basis coming from the north. So, it, you know, it was tantalising to say, right, these are all coming as a result of word of mouth. And, you know, what would we be able to get if we were able to advertise to them on a bigger scale? Now, I uh, spoke to your father over the years and I was uh, amazed when suddenly Tato Park came out of the woodwork (laughs) because he was a great entrepreneur, a food entrepreneur, and he brought up the various crisp brands and became hugely successful and then divests himself to go playing. (laughs) Yeah. To um, have fun was uh, a man who loved fun anyway that's for sure and what better way to have fun than uh, building a theme park in the middle of a field in the middle of Meath in the middle of a recession so uh, <laughs> a, a great thing to do <laughs> Yeah but uh, I, I'm sure you spoke to him over the years why he wanted to do that was that a, a glint in his eye all over the years when he was in you know cut and thrust business Yeah I, I mean he said that you know I think there is a market for this. If you look at some other famous brands around the world, such as Hershey Park and indeed uh, the Guinness Storehouse uh, closer to home, there is an opportunity for an attraction like this, an amusement park. And indeed, it's uh, it's it certainly proved itself to be the case. Yeah. So it was very much tied in with the brand in the the earliest days, because yes. uh, the the whole kind of potato head image of uh, <laughs> the the Tato yes. man um, has a kind of a friendly uh, feel to it. Yes. I mean, it, look, it's it's a. Uh, a family brand that is known over all, all over the island, and I mean that's why it was so good for us getting started. Yeah. And uh, you know, but getting you're now the name mature, so you don't need that name anymore. <laughs> well, look, we had a very good relationship with them, and uh, we'll continue to have a positive building, uh, working relationship with them. But it's it's time now to move on and to kick forward to the next level. Now, you're doing something quite dramatic. You're lowering the capacity, not increasing the capacity of your crowds every day. That's correct, yes. So since the COVID pandemic, we 
we had to lower our uh, our capacity as opposed to the previous model where you throw 10 or 11,000 people in but w- we had to do that and you know if you take any silver lining from that awful cloud that was COVID it was looking at the business making it leaner and lowering the capacity and that brings a load of fantastic things into the uh, for our guests such as lowering the queues um, there's a lot less time waiting for rides you're able to get to your food quicker and things like that and generally Overall, people enjoy the day. A better visitor experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what plans have you got? What's new this year about Emerald Park that people who visited last year uh, did not see? We've got a lot of plans. So this year, we've got two new rides opening to the junior ones. Uh, It's called the Crazy Bus and the, uh, the Balloon Chase. So there for the small ones. And then in the zoo, we have a new Amur Tiger and Amur Leopard who have joined us from zoos in the UK. So there's a lot going on this year. You talk about massive investment over the coming years. Um, You had, uh, and this is only from memory, uh, some, you know, planning battles to try and build certain things. Yes. How are your relationships with the planners and your neighbours at the moment? Well, we actually have a very good relationship with the neighbours. We've moved past all that and the planners have always been very helpful. So as a result of that, we're now being able to build a whole new uh, six and a half acre land, which is open next year, as I was saying. Yeah. What will be on that (laughs) land? What sort of rides? Well, we've got two new roller coasters, uh, one of which is a little bit higher than the Cullen coaster. But the difference about this ride is the track is actually above your head. Um, so oh, you're your hanging legs, out of it. Yes, your legs dangle freely to the ground. So I, I look, I'm, I'm sure if you do uh, want a challenge, I'm sure you'll enjoy it anyway. And then there's one for the smaller kids as well. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, prospect of uh, a theme park in you know, rainy Meath is, is something that people thought may have difficulties in, in viability. But then when you think of Disney in Paris, it's in the rainiest part of Paris, yeah. I believe. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the UK and indeed in Sweden, um, there's some fantastic theme parks. So there, look, ultimately you have to build a great product for your guests. And we have a lot of discerning guests who know what they like and we have to give them a good product. So you need to cater for all the various different vagaries of the Irish weather as as best you can. Yeah. Now, uh, in terms of uh, ride design, mm-hmm. um, it's probably one of those obscure professions. Um, <laughs> but clearly there are so many theme parks that there are people who specialize in these things. Uh, who designs the thrills? How do you get them designed? So we're part of a large uh, association called um, IAPA, which is the International Association, and they have various different uh, trade shows over the years. So you go to these, you find the ride designers. So we had uh, one that specialized just in wooden roller coasters who did the Kukulun coaster for us. And these guys, um, Vacoma, they actually design coasters for Disney and Universal. So these are the guys doing this. Okay, so there are specialists that you can uh, uh, get on board. Um, Health and safety. I mean, who certifies the rides as safe? How does that happen? Well, as you can imagine, an amusement park lives and dies on its safety. So the amount of safety is just never ending. So we employ specialist ride engineers who come over from the UK and ensure that we're at the highest standard. We are certified by uh, the various departments here in Ireland as well. No, you see, I have this image of someone (laughs) from a civil service department with a clipboard (laughs) uh, strapping themselves into a ride and, you know, making notes as As they they fly around. As they fly around. (laughs) It's it's not quite that, no. Um, Funny enough, they don't actually get on the rides. They're they're not interested in the experience itself. It's all about the safety the harnesses, the various different mechanics and electrical uh, electrical background in it. 
that's what matters to them. And ultimately, if people enjoy themselves, they don't really mind. It's all about safety for them. Yeah. Now, the other aspect, and we've uh, ventilated this issue on the programme many, many times, and that is about, uh, for anyone running any kind of event, Mm -hmm. insurance. Yes. Now, tell me about the, the state of insurance for theme parks. Well, look... It's extremely difficult, as it is for anyone in the business industry in Ireland. We can't actually get insurance in Ireland because we're such a specialist business. So we have to go further afield, usually to London or something like that. You cannot get insurance in Ireland. I mean, for the companies in Ireland, how do they benchmark off us? There's no other theme park that they can look to and go, right, well, that's how they do it. So we go to the places where they do offer insurance for theme parks. And there's some in London. There's some further afield that look after um, the European uh, theme parks. But it's um, it certainly is difficult and challenging. And there have been um, a lot of positive changes made recently, um, which will hopefully make it uh, more affordable because it is very yeah. expensive, as you uh, can imagine. Sometimes uh, things have happened. I don't think you've had any major uh, no, events, no. fortunately, touch wood, yes, as we do so. Uh, but even places like Alton Towers have mm. had their moments. Mm. Um, so every time something like that happens, it must send tremors through the industry. Well, absolutely. I mean, um for every one of those, there's a huge amount of learnings and things like that. And indeed, that what happened there in Alton Towers was terrible. And it was two days before we were due to open the wooden coaster. So yeah. as you can imagine, a huge amount of nerves and things like that from people. But look, ultimately, those types of things are analysed to the nth degree and the learnings are taken mm-hmm. from them to ensure that nothing like that ever happens again. I mentioned your reopening on the 25th of March. Yes. Is that um, a typical seasonal thing or uh, you know, yes. would you be open all the year round? Is that ever a prospect? No, uh, at the moment, uh, ultimately we want to move to a year-round business, but we usually open for a soft opening the week before the Easter holidays and um, we're looking forward to doing so again this year with the rebrand. There's going to be a huge uh, grand reopening and a lot of things going on that day. Well, just remember the name now, not Tato Park any longer, Emerald Park, which is an equally inviting name, and Charles Coyle, the General Manager of Emerald Park. Thank you very much for joining us in studio. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.